have you all here and nice to be together once again. My name is Marilyn Shannon and this is the Breaking Free Show and I hope you're all doing really well. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've been together, but you are always in my heart and I think about you often. So thank you for being here and honoring us today with your presence because your energy is felt. We have a very exciting show in store, but before we get started, I want to say hi to Amnon. You there? Hello, Marilyn. How are you? Good. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Did you have a nice one? I had a nice one. Good. I'm sorry I wasn't there, but I'll make it up to you soon. That, don't I'll forget Don't present. forget the present. Bring it up. <laughs> <in Florida. laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a present, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I miss you, Amnon. I'm still in Florida, but I'm coming home soon. So we have a lovely show in store. Just remember to please put your name in the uh, chat, if you like, your nickname, and you can participate in there. Just ask questions, comment, whatever you like. And you can also call into this, the uh, show on a phone at 919-518-9773. And you can come in on Skype or voice. Remember, that's voice, not a video, so don't worry. And that's a computer's as plural than the number 2K voice. We'd love to have you any way you want to come. This is your show. Remember, it's an open invitation. I'm going to remind you again, but I'd love to have you come in any way you like and participate, ask questions and engage and whatever's on your mind and in your heart, this is the place to come and share it. So let me welcome my guest to you today, Alana Pratt. Hey! Oh my goodness. I adore you already, Marilyn. What's on your mind and what's in your heart. That's my language. I love it. <laughs> Thank well, you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm going to tell you to, you know, I'm going to ask you to share who you are, but I know that you're an intimacy expert. And what can be better than an intimacy expert along with a, a, a listening expert? Isn't that going to be fun? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, intimacy to me is that delicious place when it's vulnerable and transparent and honest and real. And when you can be that and the other one listens without judgment, it's exquisite. It's exquisite connection. Absolutely. So tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah. So uh, Alana Banana. Well, actually, no, that's what my friend, friends call me, but Alana <laughs> well, Pratt. Yeah. So yeah, intimacy was not what I started out wanting to do. Um, and yet it was, I think we're actually here to teach what we're really here to learn. I had a series of divorces. I was the only one in common. I started to do the work. And I found that by learning to love the parts of me that I was humiliated by, embarrassed by, ashamed of, and I started to bring them, quote unquote, home into my heart, I had an experience of confidence from the inside out. And before, as I was growing up, you know, cum laude graduate of Columbia University and six-time author and interviewed Whoopi Goldberg, all of that outside-in achievement, you know, I was looking for my worth and all of my accomplishments. And even if I found it, I had to keep it or grow it. And it was the same with relationships. I didn't feel enough. And so when I started to do the inner work and find that peace, not just with my triumphant parts, but peace with my wobbly parts too. And um, I could just be present with myself and another. This ex ex just extraordinary intimacy started to birth. So that's what I began to call myself an intimacy expert. It's not that I'm not just about sex. I love sex, but this is more than sex. This is really about meaningful connection that I think we're all hungry for that I help my clients with. So were, did you notice that there was a pattern in the, in the partners you were choosing? 
oh, emotionally unavailable 100% because I was emotionally unavailable to these aspects of myself that I was hitting with a two by four and shoving in the closet and pretending that I was all perfect when inside I was terrified, terrified to, to feel. No one had taught me how to navigate an intense emotion, just have another glass of wine or put on a fake face or go buy another handbag on you know, Amazon. Like I didn't know how to literally integrate a painful emotion a shameful emotion, a sad or a mad or a scared emotion into uh, allowance, into confidence, into compassion, into bravery. No one taught me to do that. So I kept studying and studying. And I've been at this for 20 years now with a lot of certifications and capacities under my belt so that when somebody comes to me with something just like, just like I was, I can hold them with the tenderness and patience of eternity mixed with this, like, I got your back. Like I am strong. So they feel safe and seen and we do the work. You know, it's interesting. I'm, which I'll discuss later, but I'm writing a series of books. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Well, it it is fun. Thank you. And my series is called In Just One Afternoon, Listening Into the Heart Zone. So I can put anything into listening to the heart of whatever. So the person was men, then it was twins, millennials. Now it's, um, People impacted by opioid addiction and black fathers just happens to be the one I'm working on. Uh, but the next one is about families that have lost a child and it's divorcees. Mm, mm. Well, I have a little bit of experience with that yeah. one there, Marilyn. <laughs> yes, and I because I felt that we don't really understand what people go through in general, right? Yeah. Yes. And place all kinds of judgments on people who have been divorced or who might have even left a child. Or one of the women I interviewed had been married six times. Yeah. And you can make up a lot of things about people. People and ourselves can make up things about ourselves. Yeah. When we're going through those kinds of things, not knowing, you know, why can't I get it right? And then, you know, but when I listened to this woman, you know, all she wanted was to be in love. She just didn't know how to do it. Yes. Right. And so let me ask you a question. So when you were going through all of that and things weren't working out, was it not working out? Well, if it doesn't work for one, it doesn't work for another. That I know. Were you, did you acknowledge at those times, or can you even reflect back, that when it wasn't working, you were in somewhat of a personal conflict because you wanted what you couldn't give? Did you know you wanted love and you just couldn't give it? Or how was that during those relationships? Yeah, I, I have a lot of awareness about what went down. I think we always have like hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, but during my first marriage and divorce, in all honesty, I just wanted somebody tall, dark, and handsome to save me because I never had daddy's love. I'd looked my whole life to be seen uh, and approved of by my dad. So here was somebody that approved of me. You want to marry me? Let's do this. Like I didn't even ask myself. I just felt grateful that he wanted to be with me. And then as the relationship went on and I started to acknowledge, oh, I'm actually a damsel in distress right now. I'm insecure, wanting to be saved. And, and he had a box that he wanted me to fit in. And anytime I started to grow or evolve and get outside of that box, he's like, no, 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 back in the box. This was the agreement. And at first I blamed him because I wanted to be more, more spiritual, more confident, more whatever. But then in, in compassion, that's not what I signed up for you know, back six years prior. 
So when we divorced, it was not necessarily pretty at the beginning of it, but by the end I had gratitude that he did his best, I did my best, and I'm actually willing to have a different, deeper intimacy, sensuality, spirituality than he was interested in. And that's no fault of his. And so I could forgive myself and forgive him and be grateful that I, I learned. But I didn't do all the work because I really just went and I flipped to the other side of the same coin. I hadn't really dug in and done coaching work with people like you and people like me now. Um, and it was when my mom was dying. We were speaking before the interview about your wonderful 95-year-old mom. Yes. Well, mine's been gone 18 years and she passed. And I, in all honesty, didn't want to feel the pain. And I thought that a man and a baby would save it. Now, at the time, I wasn't aware of that. But now in hindsight, I can see that I closed my heart. I didn't want to feel. And I just thought all of those sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of crap were going to make me feel better. And that was a lie. And so that ended very quickly as well. So I can completely own that. I, I guess we could call it, I went into my masculine, like I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to control this because the other side was the damsel in distress. Maybe I was moving along the evolutionary scale in the right direction, at least taking responsibility for my life. But I wasn't in that feminine, nourishing, receptive, internally confident, balanced queen place yet. And I'm still a work in progress, but I'm a much closer than I've ever been before. So yeah, that's what happened with the second one. Yeah, I mean, we're all, um, we should be, I think, could be constantly learning. I mean, yeah. life is a school. And yes. Get to practice and then go out and do more. And then we get to make the lessons, you know, whatever you want to call them, and then make more. So it's a constant thing. So do you also say that intimacy is intimacy? Yes, or into me, I see. Yeah, I, I, like, I like that little phrase as well. And I really like when we look inside, I like to visualize, I call it little you inside my heart. And there's probably like, I don't know, 20 of them in my heart. <laughs> All these little Alanas who in the past, I avoided, rejected, denied, abandoned, went in trying to fix and change and say she was wrong. I didn't have this nourishing, allowing, accepting, unconditionally loving, zero judgment relationship with these aspects of myself because I was seeking approval on the outside. I wasn't giving it to myself on the inside. I was totally miswired. And so in doing the work of, of giving myself everything that I've been seeking, more and more confidence has occurred on the inside and more and more of a capacity to truly choose, like choose whether you like me or not, choose whether it works out or not, like truly have as much unattachment or lowered significance as possible so that I just really give my heart's truth, not an agenda or a strategy. Right. Yeah, because it really isn't going to work well if, you can, if you're in conflict with yourself when you're involved with somebody else. Totally. That just gets mirrored and blows up in your face. <laughs> well, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I, my first husband's a really nice guy. Yeah. And I, but, but I couldn't have been me with him. Right. I didn't know who me was completely, but yeah. I, you can sense something about yourself no matter what, even if you're not accepting of it or even if you haven't given it words yet. You kind yeah. of have some kind of sense of what it is, you know, sometimes of what isn't working. Yeah. And I remember he, after I had my, um, my first child, yes. he and I went to the mountains and to get away for a little while. And I remember we were there one day and I love mountains. And I remember him turning around. We got to the hotel and he turned around. He said, well, I've had enough. <laughs> oh. I'm 
go home and I was crushed. Yeah. That moment, I didn't know why I was crushed. I didn't know what the crushing was. But I knew in that moment, something was very, very wrong because I could have stayed in the mountains forever and a day. Yeah. I was far from not ready to go home. And I knew then we were, we were not ready. We weren't, we weren't meant to be together. And he calls me. We talk every single week now. Hmm. I, we have a great friendship. And I said to him the other day, I probably love you more than most ex-wives love their husbands. Ex-husbands. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So it can happen. Oh, but that's self. That's lovely. I don't talk with my second ex-husband, my son's father. Uh, the way I created peace was to allow him to fully win and have a hundred percent after a twelve-year custody battle and losing all my assets and going into debt. And my son really for the first 12 years of his life, he only knew evaluators and judges and social services and lawyers. And, and I couldn't stop the fight. I just kept being dragged into court. So I finally, okay, you win. And it was uh, taking the high road, looking bad, looking like a bad mom, letting people think whatever the hell they're going to think. But I knew that peace for my son was my priority and I can handle it. I have my own coaches. I have my own spiritual mentors. I can do the work and by doing the work. And let me tell you, this has not been easy. However, I'm at a place now where I take responsibility that when I met my son's father, my heart was closed. I didn't want to feel the pain of my mom's death. So his opinion that I used him, I didn't like purposely use him. It wasn't like evil, but I can, I can acknowledge his point of view that I just wanted to put a bandaid on top of things. And so I can... I can say, okay, I have compassion and empathy for your point of view that you feel used. And that I said I would be with you forever. And I didn't, I divorced you. So you can have the point of view that I'm a mean liar. Okay, I can, I can also acknowledge that point of view. I don't think 12 years of revenge in court is the highest choice, but I can also understand his point of view. And so all of that forgiveness allows me to see him as a master spiritual teacher asking me to keep my heart open in the face of anything, forgive in the face of anything, move on without a grudge in the face of anything, do what's right for our son, no matter what other people might want to say. And uh, know that there's still a whole world, uh, God, the universe, the divine, whatever word you like to use, that still has my back, still has my son's back, still has my ex-husband's back, and will guide the highest good for all. And I have to, at the end of the day, just surrender that put one foot in front of the other and keep showing up and doing the work. Well, I think that's um, when we acknowledge, and I know you, you know this, when you, we acknowledge that life can be messy and it is not going to be easy. But at the, at the end of the day, when we can trust ourselves and we can look in the mirror and we can put one foot in front of the other, it may have been a little, it may have been a lot yucky. But when we can gain trust in ourselves, and we can know that there's a that we woke up today and we did our best we get to trust those parts of ourselves that are sticky and we give ourselves a chance to learn who we are so yeah we got to go through this stuff and the, yeah. and you know i have no problem i'm strong i'm i'm strong but i have no problem acknowledging with my strength when i'm sad when I'm because I know I'm not sad every day anymore it's not yeah. hard every day anymore so it's 
you know, it's important to get to that in, into me, into, how do you say it? How I say into me, see, you say into, I see. Into me, I say into me, I see, because I really believe we have me, to make contact with ourselves first in order yeah. to be present with another. Perfect. Okay. That's how I love that. So you, um, you help people find themselves so that they can help find somebody else. That's the path. It's not find that other person first and then I'll fit the box. It's let me get to where I need to be. And so how are we doing that now when we can't be like face to face? Like I know I have a client now who's, you know, a young man and he's having, uh, zoom dates uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> so what are you how are you telling people or how are you suggesting or what what are what's happening now when you can't go out and maybe you don't tell people to go out, uh, to go to a bar or you know what right. are you, yeah it's not the average go get a matchmaker and, and and like how many dates can you have in a week and it's a numbers game like that's so not my my strategy it's so tell me your strategy and then what do you do yeah, well, mine, it's uh, finding the one is BS, becoming the one is brilliant and beautiful. That's my last book. I really believe we need to become the one to find the one. And so everything that one is seeking in a relationship, I want to have, have attention, appreciation. I want to be acknowledged for my unique gifts. I want someone to, to listen and be all these things that you, you desire on the outside. I say, okay, step one is to give all of that to yourself first. So what does that really look like? Well, it looks like having a morning practice meditation, journaling, going for a walk in nature, literally asking of your higher self, it's wisdom, going in and doing this little you work of those parts of you that you're ashamed of and stop hitting them or judging them and start having some compassion. Wow, you have every right to feel that way. If I had been through that, I'd feel that way too. So these aspects come home and they get quiet and they rest inside. Part two, once we could call that full or home, not perfect, but, but, but resting in I am enough. And here is my wobbly, and I'm not going to justify or give reasons or pretend I'm something I'm not. And here's where I'm pretty badass. Here's where I really do make a difference. This is my genius. And I, I have nothing to apologize on either side. When you can get to that place, that is literally a vibration. Heart math has proven that we can measure our coherence. We can measure when we're in harmony with ourself. So when you are there, that's a vibration that will attract totally different kind of person and experience a totally different kind of connection and conversation because you're not seeking to get anything or prove anything or shine anybody on or finally grasp them so you can fill this hunger void inside of you. So once you feel full, you, you connect with people on Zoom. Absolutely. I would say get on Zoom, maybe text first, maybe email second, and then say, hey, I'd really love to hear your voice and, and, and connect and have that first connection right before you get on Zoom do your little two or three minutes to get into your heart and say, hey, little you, whether they like us or not, we're okay. Whether this turns out to be the one or not, I always have your back. <sighs> then open your heart and be curious rather than be so interesting. Ask more meaningful questions like, tell me a story of resilience that has arisen during this really difficult time with, with COVID and then all the violence and the racism, everything we're dealing. Tell me a story of resilience. Tell me something inside of you where you're really grateful of a lesson you learned from a past relationship. Like ask questions, quote unquote, that matter to see if that person is somebody that is growth oriented, does the work, and then you practice listening. Listen without interruption. Listen without going, well, that reminds me of when I was in grade, whatever. Like, no, shut up. <laughs> Just let them talk and be heard. And then see, wow, 
when it's your turn, can they also hear you? And then when you're done that date, that Zoom date, let's say, get your journal out. How do you feel? Do you have less energy, the same energy, or more energy? Do you feel less heard or more heard? Do you feel less valued or more valued? Tell the truth. Because a lot of times when we're lonely and isolated and thinking we need all this approval, we don't let ourselves see the red flags. We don't let ourselves feel the truth. We're like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. When really it's not. So, so none of that shoving away and settling behavior. Like use this time to sit in the fire, be brave, tell the truth, and show up with your heart open and connect. So uh, I went, you said heart math. So yes. I, how long, I, I mean, I did heart math like 20 years ago. How long ago did you do heart math? Yeah, well, it was last, uh, when was it? November? I got to lead a heart math meditation at the annual retreat down in Cancun. So okay. I'm newish to heart math, maybe only a couple years. I've been okay. following Nassim Haramine for over a decade. So I'm, I'm a quantum physics geek. I always want to know, prove in science what my intuition knows when I work with clients. So glad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you said that my eyes, ears, and everything perked up. So it's what you're saying is very important. So I, everybody needs to pay attention to this. When you're in your heart, yes, heart does not lead you wrong. It is when your head that yes. is story. But when you are in your heart, if your head is out by itself, look out. I used to say, yeah. Right? But well if you're said. in your heart, your heart will not lead you wrong. Yeah, and you've got to be in your heart first. Yes. Oh, you're so wise, Marilyn. And the work that led me to heal my own and then help heal others is that I wasn't in my heart and I didn't know how to heal it. I didn't know how to stay in it. It was so friggin' painful. And so once you do this inner work and you literally learn to have compassion for yourself, you literally learn to integrate and process trauma into the lesson it was meant to give you in the first place, then, and HeartMath has these little devices, you hook it to your ear and you hook it to your phone and you can measure your coherence. And here's the thing, when you breathe through your heart and you pay attention to your heart, the number goes up. When you feel appreciation, not think, feel, is very different. A lot of people live from the chin up, think, think, think. And I'm a smart, super, you know, Ivy League girl. I relied on that for a long time. But you cannot, and this is so awesome, you cannot think your way into coherence, harmony, compassion, appreciation. You can't. You can only feel. So you train yourself to feel appreciation, first for the easy stuff, right? Appreciation for someone that you love, a sunset, chocolate, and that you start to practice appreciation. Now, can you practice appreciation and keep your heart open for the parts of you or the parts of others that you need compassion for, empathy for? That's a higher level of appreciation because normally we'd rather close our heart and judge and blame. So this device trains you to feel appreciation for the lesson of how you turned lemons into lemonade. The, right. the, the beautiful betrayal that taught you how to forgive, right? So this monitor will teach you how to stay in coherence. And then here's the last part. I was having dinner with the head scientist down in, down in Cancun and I was being all humble. I'm like, you know, I was feeling so much appreciation and the number was going up and then I started to get kind of competitive and attached and significant and it was so important and the number wasn't going anywhere and then i said oh fine who cares let it go just let go alana swing the number went way up and he's like yeah that's the last piece we gotta let go we got to practice trust faith surrender and then the number goes really high and if you can bring that to a date that to a difficult conversation with your spouse that to a difficult conversation with your child 
that to the bedroom, that to when you look at your body in the mirror, like all these moments where we want to shut, you can stay open. <gasps> your life becomes really delicious, magical, and you have this humility about you, gratitude about you. So let's, let's go back a little bit. And this is great because this is all true and especially useful for today in dealing, whether it's a love relationship with a, a partner, uh, as you said, your child, it could yeah. be a friend, it could be somebody you don't know very well at all. You sure. go into this heart-head balance yes. and you can, you can talk to anybody and be present for anybody. And let's understand when people are saying, well, well I don't want to... Uh, do this too much or that too much. And if I'm in my heart, I'll wear my heart on my sleeve. When you are, that is not what you're wearing on your sleeve. When you are in your heart, your heart is not what you wear on your sleeve. If you are wearing something on your sleeve, it is your head. Thank Anytime you. you go over an emotion, it is not your, from your heart. It is an ego. Thank you. If you are overdoing something, it is not from your head, heart. It is from your head. And then you can go back into your heart and balance it out. Mm. I want to jump through the Zoom screen right now and hug you. And I want to like see if your mom would let me wear her necklace. Because your necklace <laughs> is so gorgeous. <laughs> but back to what you're saying about the heart. So here's the, the deal. When we are coherent in our heart, that's what sends a signal to the prefrontal cortex of our brain where we have creative thinking, abstract thinking, where we are most intelligent. If our heart is closed, we go to our reptilian brain fight, flight, freeze, kill them before they kill you, right? But the other cool thing when you're in your heart, you're in coherence, you're in appreciation, you're letting go, your intuition turns on. You know before you think. You're like, uh-huh, uh-uh. Instincts are at their strongest, which by the way, makes you safe. And then the other cool thing that happens when you're coherent in your heart, so we've got the intelligence of your best brain, We've got the awareness of your intuition, but also we're literally vibrating at the same, I don't know if it's gigahertz or quite what it is, but anyways, the same vibration as the earth and the field, which means you have access to non-local intuition. You have access to information that you never went to school for. You just know stuff. And that is the gift of co-creating with the divine. All of that is your superpower self, not your... Um, your ego running the show. Now, the only caveat is in my experience is that in order to be, and I'll call that a state of vulnerability, which is strength, it's intense. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of capacity. You, you have a lot of responsibility to choose. Like it's a lot of energy when you're really in your heart living this way. And yet this is the um, intensity, we have no problem when it's an orgasm, <laughs> when it's intense, right? But we have all these problems if the intensity is sadness or anger or a lot of truth. It's our job to practice being the vessel through which intensity comes with no judgment, no meaning. It's just intense. And then if you can wield that and make yourself nice and wide like a huge vessel, stay grounded, feet on the ground, you can handle the intensity of a riot of a COVID, of a divorce, of a death, of a racist moment. You can stay in your heart and not react, kill off another, shut your heart, go back and hide. You can burn and rise like a phoenix and be a contribution to humanity. Yeah, and I want to, and I, this is perfect. I mean, I could talk like with you about this all day because this is exactly what we, we what's required of us now. Mm -hmm. And in honesty, you can ask questions 
from this place that Kalana um, is talking about like no other. Yes, yes. But what fuels the question is your heart and your intuition and your genius. And so when you ask questions from here, you can ask those sticky questions. You can ask those hard questions and it's received perfectly well. I mean, and if it's not, you seeing it received very well. You might see somebody else's fear in answering a question or their uncomfort, but it's okay because you can handle it there. This is a very important conversation that we're having. Now, we started wanting to have this conversation in being the person <clears throat> that you need to be to find that intimate relationship, okay? So that's with any kind of in, you know, sexual relationship as well. Yes. That you find yourself in, not just in, for me, I mean, this information has been critical in the last, 10, 12 days to ask my black friends questions. Yeah. To be okay with it. And they are, in fact, one of my colleagues last night wrote me and asked me if I would write a book with her. And that is only because I am doing what Alana is talking about. I'm going into that place of coherence between my heart and my head, that balance. Yes. And I'm being vulnerable and I'm safe and peaceful in that vulnerability to do the things that I need to do. So this is very important. Mm, I love what I'm hearing. Yeah, when we are in this place of coherence, and let's say what we, we express didn't land, quote unquote, like we wanted, we're in the vibration of, of compassion and empathy for that other, compassion and empathy for self. We just clean up our mess. We just say, oh, I apologize. How can I make up for the damage done? We don't justify and blame. It's okay even if you're messy. You can, you can own that as well. And then you get even deeper intimacy, even deeper respect and trust and creation of something that could not have been created otherwise because both people are in their best self. Exactly. So, um, tell, so I just want to remind everybody, I mean, because I could forget you're out here. <laughs> I'm in such a good conversation. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Please feel free to call in 919-518-9773. You can ask questions. Or you can come in on a chat and ask questions there. Just put your name, nickname, whatever you like under the video, and you can participate there. And you can also come in on Skype at computers, then the number 2K voice, and you'll come in on uh, voice, not video. So don't worry about it. So what are some typical questions people, clients of yours, will ask you about finding their loved one, beloved, their next, whatever? What are some of the questions? The biggest complaint across the board is where can I find someone that when things get challenging, they don't ghost me, ditch me, break up with me. They sit in the fire, they stay committed and they do the work. Where are those people? Because they can find people that on a good day, you know, are growth oriented, spiritually minded, what have you. But when things get difficult and you have to talk about money or an STD or sexuality or children. what? Children, yes, you have, you know, all the rest of it, they, they bolt. And, and it's a great question. And, and for initially, my answer was, well, we are all vibrations. You can only attract that which you vibrate at. We are all a point of view based on that. So your point of view creates your reality. So when you're in your coherent place in your heart and you're open to possibilities, you will ask better questions like, what would it take for me to meet this person? Where could they be? How could I be different? What could I add, delete, give, receive, all the rest of it? You can ask better questions. 
But ultimately, when COVID first hit, they were like really isolated, really lonely, really pissed. And I said, okay, I've been thinking about this for a couple of years now. I'm going to create a dating app, you know, become the one to find the one. And you, it'll be revolutionary in the dating world because in order to be on the app, you have to be doing the work. It's a year curriculum. You don't get to like have a dollar trial for 30 days as you shop for people like on a grocery store shelf. And, you know, if you don't like it, swipe left, like enough of that enough of that, like have a community where we're all doing the work to become the one first. Are you doing that? I am literally doing that right now. It's launching oh within a week. Gosh. It's called heart mates instead of soulmates, which I think is when we have our shadows attracted to one another and you complete me and all of that, which doesn't work. This one is no, I'm whole, you're whole. We're going to be a heart mate couple together, a whole mate couple together. So yes, I'm literally I spent my down payment on my house that I was saving up for on the app for this beta first stage. Oh my gosh, wonderful. Thank you. I'm really, I know it's the solution for my people because once you are in a relationship, like, like a plant, uh, you gotta keep watering it. Yeah. Never noticed that about plants. (laughs) So even once you quote unquote, find the one, you still are going to run into issues where you need to practice that, which Marilyn and I are speaking of this coherent communication. So we stay and we do the work together and we grow closer so that we can be an inspiration to others where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts because that's what humanity needs right now. Right. So th- this is very, uh, I love this. Love what you're doing. Thank and, you. And, and, oh, it's perfect. And it's very important to understand that the work doesn't stop because you found somebody. Thank you. It does not stop. We keep on growing. And even though we might grow differently in, in, a good, in, in certain relationships, it, that's so still okay. You can still stay together, even when you grow differently, but you got to keep on growing. It doesn't. Thank you. Thank you. This is very important. So this app is launching when? It's launching in a week. You can sign up for the membership now. Oh, you can sign up for the membership. Okay. Talk about, okay. Talk about, talk. Yeah. So, uh, com forward slash heartmates, all one word heartmates is how you can sign up. There is a membership for him, a membership for her, and there's also a membership for couples. Because once people meet in the app, I want them to have couples uh, exercises as well. So if you're already in a relationship, you can do the Heartmates for us. But sign up now. And within a week, we will be launching this, the app development of it all. And your feedback matters. I'm literally building this first phase with you in mind, what works, what doesn't, as we grow together doing the curriculum. And once I get up to 1,000 people... I'm going to take it to my first round of investment funding and I'll get my quarter of a million, take it to the next level. But I've invested my own resources and capital because I believe in this. I've done this for 20 years. It's exactly what my clients have asked for. And I know it will work. I know it will work. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah. It'll work. I mean, you know, here's the thing. If somebody is paying a fair amount, I also to be part of something like this and they really want to be part of it yeah it's people not, who are yeah go ahead it's not, it itself eliminates the trolls yeah itself uh selects for those that are willing to be growth oriented and do the work and it teaches you that if you want transparency from another you've got to be able to give it to yourself and give it to another if right. you want appreciation from another you've got to first give it to yourself so that you can give it to another all of this vulnerability and heart connection that we're looking for from another seek, seek, grab, grab from empty doesn't work. It pushes it away. So in this curriculum, we first give it to ourselves, and then from the overflow, give it to another. Just 
feeling the vibration of the first thousand people and who we're going to be being on the planet. This is me geeking out with the heart math scientists sitting there going, how many coherent people on the planet until we can create a, a permanent shift? He's like 350,000. I'm like, I'm on it. I'm on it with my app. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Global Coherence Project? Yes. HeartMath was a part of years ago after 9-11. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a, I mean, what you were saying earlier about how we're, all, how we're connected and things are happening and you're connected even when you don't realize you're connected. That was yeah. incredible. On the yeah. tough days, Marilyn, when I get overwhelmed with the app developer wants this and the web people want this amount of money and oh my God, all the bills and will this work? And I, I have my moments. I have my you know, 3 a.m. fetal position moments. I, I get back into coherence with my little Alana and how brave she's been and how even if this totally fails, we gave it our best for something really important and she calms down inside. And then I remember that my literal vibration, even if I don't even open my mouth, and never do this amazing interview with Marilyn. Just my vibration made it easier for someone else on this planet to choose love, to forgive, to speak more kindly to their child, to not grow another arm that they didn't take the garbage out even though you asked three times. Like just that little extra bit of lift in their sails, little lift of light, of love, of, of compassion, of appreciation. It's all a vibration. We are literally all one. And whatever work I do still makes a difference. And that somehow fills up my tanks. I'm like, okay, here we go another day. Let's show up again for humanity. Well, it seems to me that you are the perfect person to be able to have been gifted the, this idea, this notion, this feeling, this experience to be able to take it forward. I mean, it, it appears that you, you know, you're not just talking it, you feel it and you know it to be true. I walk and it, yeah. You walk it. And Listen, everybody out there that's listening, it's, it is not, I mean, we're, we're in a really difficult time right now. Yeah. I mean, we're, it is not an easy time. It, and it makes connecting on some level even, I mean, a challenge because people are on some levels very upset, but at the same level, at the same time that we are very upset and hard to connect with, that's how much easier in some cases we are easier to connect with. Mm. We are sensitive. We're sensitized, and we people. I don't. I, I don't want to see people alone. If I if people don't have to be alone, yeah. We want to see people connected. That is, we do really well connected. Yeah. You and we're not alone, and but it's not easy to be me. <laughs> it's not easy to be. I mean, it's not easy to be you, is it? No, I'm a, I'm a hot mess a lot of the times. So. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy. I mean, we challenge ourselves. We, we love it can be painful. Love cannot be painful. Having children's painful. It's not having, I mean, it, it's all being vulnerable, being this, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. I think there's a greater chance to find your ideal partner now. I think it's more probable than before because before we were able to keep it together and shine people on. And when things got tough, a couple glasses of wine made me feel better and I could just keep running and faking it. But now there's no chance anymore. You can't no. fake it anymore. The elephant in the living room is very apparent. Your coping mechanism is in your face. And so those yeah. of us on the conscious path willing to be growth oriented, if we can sink in 
and have a program and have a community where we're all in it together. Nobody's holier than thou. Nobody's superior. We're all in this together, doing our own inner work, soothing ourselves, doing our, our meditation, doing our eating exercise meditation, really listening to what matters, letting go of who, what, when, where, how that doesn't. And we're all authentic and raw. And we don't have the capacity to keep it together because we just can't. Who, what knows, who knows what's going to be on the news tonight? You know, is it right? So there, we can't keep it together. So we're, we're at this beautiful, what I call just presence. To me, presence is you've let go of trying to control everything. You're absolutely here. You're at choice. You're discerning. You're aware. But you're also completely out of control <laughs> because you can't control anyone or anything. Like that's really presence. That's really presence when you're in the bedroom. You're like, you're there. You're not off where this goal that you want to have, you're right with your partner. That's presence when you're with your child and you're trying to explain, yeah, this is what's been happening with blacks and whites. This is what's happening with this invisible virus. And you just be with them and you go, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You don't say that. You go, you have every right to feel this. Tell me more. That's right. presence, right? right? And if we cultivate that capacity and then bring that relationship with ourself and relationship with the divine solid in ourself, not perfect but whole, and then bring that to our dating scene, <gasps> you're going to weed through all the riffraff really super quick because you're going to be seen by your ideal beloved because you're going to be your ideal self, your real self, your best right. self. Right, right, right. I really think this is a great time. And I do too. In a lot, and I agree with you in so many ways that people, we just know more of the BS. I mean, we, and, and, and everybody out there that I'm, that, that's here right now, you're surviving. You are better than surviving. Yeah, you're thriving. You have. You have turned this show on. You are listening. You are sitting on your sofa. Maybe you, you're living by yourself. You're, you're tired of living. But you are surviving. You have made it this far. I mean, and in so much better shape. You've made it. Look at yourself in the mirror. You have yeah. made it. We yeah. Did, yeah, I mean, we've made it. I love your point of view, Marilyn. I believe there was such a lineup to get a body to be on the planet right here, right now. When you think about the possibilities of transformation, the possibilities of changing the paradigm, the possibilities of letting the systems that don't work fall and new systems that work for all to rise. When you think about a time in history, I think there was a big lineup to be here. So I think you're already an old soul, already an extraordinary soul, just because you're here, period, end of story. And that you're listening to this program and showing up in the face of that, bravo, slap your butt, slap your ass, like well done to yes. keep in the face of it all, opening your heart. You yes. are such a warrior of the light. We so acknowledge you. And you said something before about acknowledging yourself. It's very important. And I will often use this analogy. It's like, it's like putting gasoline in the car. Yeah. If you don't put gasoline in the car, it ain't going. Yes. If you do not acknowledge yourself now, it's going to be very, it's hard to go. It's hard to move. So for whatever you can acknowledge yourself for, do it. Mm. Do, I, I am a winner. Alana's a winner. We are all winners. And yes. I acknowledge myself if I got up today and I did a little workout, even if it wasn't like it was yesterday. Uh, if I do it a little bit better, I'm, I, I've made it. Acknowledge yeah. yourself for whatever you can. Yes, that's so beautiful. 
And I, I love that, like have real acknowledgement of all the tiny things and celebrate yourself. Like literally the name of my company, my corporation is called Celebrate the Process, not Celebrate the Goal. <laughs> so I would celebrate every single step along the way, which by the way, I fall down seven times, get up eight. It's not like, you know, so I celebrate okay. every little one. The other thing I want to encourage people is when you do, quote unquote, make a choice of, okay, I ate the whole bag of chips. I, I tried to only have a couple, but there it's all gone. You can then say, and I love and accept myself. Because that moment when you do, quote unquote, yell at somebody, nobody's perfect here. And then we go into self-judgment or self-rejection, like or we numb out and then we eat, uh, drink a bottle of scotch after we ate the bag of chips, then we're doubly worse. But if we can catch ourselves in that moment of humility and go, hey, I ate the bag of chips and I love and accept myself. And then you go towards pre-bag of chips self and go, what did you really need? What were you really hungry for? Oh, my attention, my acknowledgement, just a, a walk around the block. I got it. I will give that to you tomorrow. And then you learn. And it's such a faster way to get through to growth than um, abusing ourselves because it is a hard time right now. So be and gentle. And yes. And you will grow. There is no question. Yeah. And that is why, I mean, years ago, when we came up with the name Breaking Free. I mean, yeah. Breaking Free is all about eating that big bag of chips and then saying to yourself, okay, I ate it. And then tomorrow, maybe you ate a half. <laughs> You know? And you're saying you're breaking free. Anytime you do a little good movement, you are breaking free. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, freedom, we, we said this earlier, freedom doesn't come from anything but freeing yourself from something. I mean, if you gain freedom, freedom from what? Yeah. But I have done something or feel a certain way or had something happen that wasn't so great. Mm. We are all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> such a good, such a good point. And another point around that is that we often think that we want a life that's all pleasure and all good and all pain is bad. And we want less and less of that. But what I'd like us to consider is what is the gift, the growth opportunities, the benefits and the advantages to the difficulty we're going through? Mm -hmm. And what would be the disadvantage if everything was perfect all the time? Right? So we think we want it all perfect all the time, but really we would lose empathy we would be quite annoying. <laughs> we would forget to appreciate that which we had because we would have it all the time. And so being too much pleasure is actually detrimental. And if we had a look at the pain and we go, hey, how have I grown more resilience, more fortitude, more forgiveness, more empathy of self and others, then we start to be what I call again, present. We see the gifts and the challenges and we see the detriments of it being a little too perfect and we can just be here in the present moment Bring it, universe, because I'm going to grow no matter what there is. And that's living an unstoppable, breaking free life. And when you bring her or him to the party, wow, you're, you're, a, you're a blessing because you can inspire that in others. And they're upset about this, that, or the other. And you don't, you don't um, say, oh, it's going to be fine. Nor do you say, oh, that really sucks. Let's blame them. You, you just sit and you listen. Tell me more two or three times. Tell me more. Tell me more until they're emptied out. And once you notice they're emptied out and they really feel seen, and heard and acknowledged by you by just listening with no advice then once the quiet moment happens you can use a little humor and you're going well if the universe was for you not against you i wonder why it presented this experience to you to grow only then can somebody hear what the lesson is first they need to be acknowledged to the core end of story that could take days i mean with some of my clients that takes months but once they finally get there 
and they're willing to go, okay, I've fully been acknowledged for the hell I've been through. I'm ready to make the change. So tell us, tell us, can you tell us one really good success story? Oh my goodness, there, there's definitely. And I don't know if you can because of, you know privacy and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just trying to think of, of one that really applies to, to dating. So the client that I'm, that I'm thinking of, very, very brilliant woman, IT, like she's got her own startup with, with a medical thing. She's, she's amazing. Um, very much in her head. And anytime she went down into her heart to feel, she would judge herself for feeling like she needed a man or needed anybody. Um, her, all her worth was, I got this by myself. I did it myself. And my worth is my accomplishments that I did. Um, and so she kept um, attracting emotionally unavailable gentlemen who, when she would open up just a little bit, would judge her for like feeling. You shouldn't feel like that. And she was so upset about this pattern. And so I would acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. And when she felt really seen and heard, I said, with some humor and sass, I said, so is it possible that your own emotional unavailability to yourself has anything to do with attracting these men who want nothing to do with your emotions? And she's like, tell me more. And I said, if we were to really look inside to this little one inside, is it possible that she's covered in welts from how much you're emotionally hitting her? And she breathed and she's like, you know, I don't know how to value myself. I only know my value from the outside in. I don't value my sadness. I don't value my insecurity. I don't value my, I don't know how to solve this problem. I said, well, look in your daughter's eyes and tell her she's not valuable. And she goes, oh, I would never do that. I said, but you're doing it to yourself. So we started to learn to value herself so that her worth was not collapsed with accomplishments. It was separate. Accomplishments come and go. Achievements come and go. Men come and go. Money comes and go. Everything comes and goes. Worth is inherent. Always has been, always will be. It's that limitless nature that was here before you were born and will be here after you, you die. Get to know her. So I gave her an assignment, like a boot camp, because she kind of likes hard challenges. So I said, fine, you get the boot camp. 21 days straight of going in and just sitting and listening and finding, like you can find in your daughter, easy peasy lemon squeezy, why she's worthy, the you inside that your mom never found, your dad never found, your ex-husband never found, nobody's found. It's time. Find so, her. Okay, hold on one second. So would you recommend to somebody doing that? Yeah. 21 days, hypothetically, 21 days, no relationship, intimate, you know, no like sexual or, you know, deep, unless they're already in one. What would you I say? I don't care about that so much. Okay. I think it's a waste of time to date when your vibration is low because you're just going to attract somebody of a low vibration. Absolutely. But I'm never going to tell you what to do. You get to choose whether you want to keep dating or not. But the, the piece that you need to do on the inside that will create a different reality on the outside is every single day. And I said, because she lived in this beautiful place in nature, you go out in the forest and you start to be curious about the worth of your soul, of your heart, of your little you inside and learn to unconditionally love. Here you you want this man to unconditionally love you, but you don't love yourself unconditionally. You love yourself conditionally when you're accomplishing, when you're perfect, when you're happy. You're not loving yourself when you're sad, scared, insecure, wobbly. You learn to unconditionally love her, which doesn't mean she's going to stay like that forever. It just means you're going to be an allowance of the way she is, not fix and change her all the time. Just, just hold her. Right. If you allow, you don't have to fix and change. Yeah. They'll fix all on their own because all they've ever wanted is to come home to your heart and into your arms. Absolutely. Yeah. Which, okay, hold on. 
Okay, hold on one second. Amnon, you have my books there really quick? There we go. Okay, in just one afternoon, listening to the hearts of men, listening to the hearts of twins, millennials, uh, people impacted by opioid addiction very soon, and then um, listening into the hearts of black fathers, which I've been working on for a very long time, even before all that has come about. So I can't wait for that to be available. And the first three are now on Amazon. And please, 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 I started a Facebook group called Your uh, um, Book Group on Facebook. It's about reading, reading into the heart of social justice. That is on Facebook. Please come and join us. There's no assigned reading. You just read what you want, share whatever you like. And then also the listening school on Facebook. Please come over there too. We do all kinds of things that listen. Okay. So again, Alana, there's so much we could talk about forever. Maybe you'll come back when the app is available. We can talk some more. So just tell everybody. Where, yeah, I would love that. Tell everybody where they can meet, find you, what they'll find, and whatever you want to you know, share. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So my name, Alana Pratt, A-L-L-A-N-A. P-R-A-T-T.com. That's my site forward slash heartmates. That is the membership in the app. And also on my site, you will find an intimacy blind spot assessment, which is really great because so many of us are so brilliant. If we could see it, we would change it, but we can't always, I can't either. I have my own coaches. So there's a great quiz there. I've got a huge YouTube channel answering people's questions. I have a podcast, intimate conversations. I have books like you do. So lots of resources for people there. So I would just start at my site and have a good old time listening to a bunch of interviews and, and, uh, and let your soul be nourished. And then when you sign up to any of these free offerings, you'll just be on my email list. And there's a weekly inspiration on Tuesdays, a video, an audio, or something written or a success story. It's a of vulnerability, the news that goes out tomorrow that my mom's been gone for 18 years. And it's an ode to my mom of all that she taught me and inspired within me. So you, it's a little audio and you'll hear me get a little teary, but it's real. And that's what you can always count on a safe place to be vulnerable in yourself in my world. Good. Well, you are a busy, busy lady. Mm, thank you. And that's good because it's all, it's all very important work. So I, I get in the few moments that we have, I had just another a couple of questions that I can go on. So obviously uh, we're limited, but are you finding a pattern with age groups now? I mean, are you seeing where it's 50, 60 year olds, 20, 30, 40 year olds? Are you seeing anything or across the board? I, if it was a bell curve, my youngest clients are in their late twenties and my oldest clients are in their early seventies, but I would see most of my clients are in their forties and fifties and they're really committed to real love. They're, they're, they're strong enough that they, they're okay living on their own and they're not going to have a relationship just to settle. And if they're in a marriage, they're not okay with a sexless marriage. They're not okay with living like roommates. So everyone in my world, whether single or in relationship, they're really ready to, to have deep, meaningful intimacy, which is why they've come to me. And what is in the way of having that, that exquisite where you don't know where you end and they begin because you're so whole from within and you're so surrendered and you're giving from the overflow that you really get to have that deep, rich experience that's so meaningful with another. And that's like the small things begin to fill yourself up so much. Not, and we really let go of all the seeking and the grasping and the right. keeping score and the tit for tat. All of that's gone. So that's what I'm saying. Good. So, I, and there's so much, there's so much to learn, whether you have been single 
you're used to be married, you're a parent. There's so many things to, you know, to, to, to focus on yourself for. Yeah. Finally, finally. And I think this is a perfect time. We need people to focus on you so you can help focus on everybody else. It yes. Very, very important. We need you strong. Yes. Right. Yes. We need you strong. We need you comfortable with you so you can help in the world because we need everybody to help in the world. Absolutely. And I love what you're about because to me, it's like soft strength. It's a strength with an open heart, a connected heart. And that is, I think, our true strongest is when we have that uh, permeability where we don't immediately judge or uh, blame or condemn or hide. Our softness is, is our bravery. Yeah. Hi. I'm uncomfortable and I'm not going anywhere. Hi. And honestly, if it was, heart math softened me up. When yeah. I did heart math many, many years ago, oh, yes. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. This is, I mean, otherwise, you know, if you're just in your head, it's, a, it's not a pleasant place to be. And acknowledging, you know, when you know you're in your heart, you know you're there. Yeah. You just know. It's I mean, a feeling. It's yeah. a feeling. You cannot deny it. And all of a sudden, things start to happen. And yeah. yeah, you saw it to attract. So it made, it really did make a big difference. And, mm. you know, so everybody give your, give your website again. AlanaPratt.com. Perfect. All right, y'all. This has <laughs> been great. And uh, I love, oh, and I want you to come back when, when your uh, app is, is ready and we can even maybe even have some of your uh, clients come on maybe at some point, maybe that would be really fun. Oh, they, they're, they're a fun group. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some of them would like to come on and share experiences and we can talk really intimacy. Mm, perfect. Intimately. Thank you. My oh, I'm so grateful. You're extraordinary. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor. I've loved every minute of it. I can't believe time's up. So <laughs> thank you. And everybody out there, it's been so nice to have you. Stay in touch. You know, reach out to Alana. If I can be of any help, Marilyn at MarilynShannon.com. Love to see you. And uh, take care and please do the work.